Are you yearning for spiritual peace, my friend? Have you ever questioned the incredible transformative power of faith and peace in others' lives? How it can guide them, uplift them, and provide solace in the darkest of times? If so, you don't want to miss today's episode, Path to Peace with my friend Bethany. This is more than just a chat. It is an inspirational journey into the life of someone who found her comfort in Christ during the lowest moments. Bethany's compelling story of personal hardships, including her family's decision to stop going to church and an unplanned pregnancy. We dive into the impactful role that faith plays and discuss how spirituality can seamlessly be incorporated into everyday lives. This is an episode that promises to inspire you with discussions of faith, redemption, and the continual guidance from God. Whether you're a believer or someone who is seeking answers, this podcast promises to touch your heart and possibly even lead you on your own journey of finding faith in God. I pray great blessings over you today. Welcome to Powerful Whispers, the podcast that dives into the extraordinary whispers of God in real and practical ways. Together, we will explore how God speaks to us regarding our body, soul, and spirit. I'm your host, Krista Joy, and I'm excited to have you join me on this journey. As a foodie and a dietitian, I might even sprinkle in some simple food hacks. Let's get ready to dive into the powerful whispers of God and uncover these hidden gems. Welcome, friends, to another episode of Powerful Whispers. I am so thrilled to have with me today my friend, Bethany Spencer. We met just last year, and it feels like I have known her for so much longer than that. She is a beautiful woman of God, and I have loved running after all that Jesus has for us together. So welcome, Bethany. Thank you for being here today. Thank you. Thank you for asking me to be here. It is really such a joy and an honor to have you here. And as we were talking before pressing play, the tears are already flowing. I just, the the Holy Spirit is here and I am so excited to see what he's going to do on the broadcast today. I am too. I'm too. So as we get started, Bethany, could you share a little bit about your faith journey and how you first came to know the Lord? Sure. I'll kind of go back and just give a little glimpse of my childhood. I grew up with a mother and a father, two older brothers, and um, I have some good memories of going to church pretty faithfully up until about first grade. And then after that, until about sixth grade, our family stopped going to church. And, but I remember vividly me and my mom decided that we wanted to start going back to church when I was in sixth grade. And so we both started, I got involved in in church. I got involved in the youth group and spent until from sixth grade until I was about 16 going to church. When I was 16, I started, you know, I got my first real boyfriend and started spending time with him and stuff. And what I noticed is I stopped, eventually I stopped going to church. The friends that I hung out with, my boyfriend, they they didn't go to church. And because I was surrounding myself with them, I eventually stopped going completely. That was a period of about six years. I, I dated the boyfriend for about four years, but the, the last two years of the six years, I met my husband that I'm married to now, and we started dating And whenever I was, I guess during our relationship, because we weren't, neither one of us were living for God. And, you know, I wasn't making good decisions. 
I wasn't one of these people that, you know, got into drugs or was living like a super wild lifestyle, like we would think of, you know, like we see some today, but I was living away from God, making some bad choices. And what I ended up doing is I ended up getting pregnant before I was married. I was, you know, going to college, pregnant. And through all that, the reason why I say all that is because that six years away from God is what prompted me to come back to God. I know that there may be people listening to this that either themselves or their kids have drifted away from God. And a lot of times you can think, well, I'm a good person and there's really not danger in that. But I know that through my pregnancy and not being married, you know, I caused a lot of pain and kind of inflicted a lot of pain on my life that I probably could have avoided. It ended up, I felt like turning out good for us. Me and my husband, we decided to get married. And shortly after we got married, there was an older couple that um, knew my family from when I was a child. Me and my husband both worked for JCPenney's and they came in one night and just said, hey, would you like to come to our house and do a Bible study? And so we both went over there and did a Bible study. It was on a Friday night and I already know, knew who Jesus was. I believe that Jesus, he died on the cross for my sins. There were multiple times years earlier that I wanted to accept him as you know, my savior. I had no doubt about that, but something always happened before I did that. So when I came to this Bible study, there wasn't really much that they needed to say before I found myself saying, what do I need to do to, you know, give my life to Christ? And, you know, basically confess that Jesus is Lord, believe that he rose from the dead after three days, be baptized. And so I said, when, when can I be baptized? You know, when can I do all this? And they said, you can do it right now. And it was about 9 p.m. at night. And so they called the church and we all went over and I was baptized about 10 p.m. at night. And about two weeks after that, then my husband was also baptized. And so that began our faith journey. And God has blessed us in so many ways, but our life hasn't been without trials and tribulations. But because we've given our life to God, I really felt like when I gave my life to Christ, I felt like I was in this pit. Like if someone had dug a hole and there was a muddy pit, I felt like I was down in this pit. And when I gave my life to Christ, I felt like the Lord reached down, grabbed me out of that pit, set me on a solid foundation. And no matter what happened from then until we've been married 33 years, the Lord has brought us through. And anyways, I'm just thankful, thankful for the Lord, thankful to share what Christ has done in our life. That is such an amazing testimony. And I love the immediate change in your heart and your life. You're you're feeling that you weren't lost or in this deep pit anymore. Uh, And I also love that you had this couple that reached out to you and was brave and bold enough to say, come, come to this Bible study. I know for me, that's really hard for me to do for someone where I feel like I'll be rejected, but that's just silly, but they were faithful and invited you. Well, And one thing I feel like people need to know is that in my childhood, when my parents were going to church, some of the things that I viewed that we did all the time, my parents said we didn't do very, very often, but a little bit of Christ goes a long way. Like the seeds that they planted in me by taking me when I was a little kid, I remembered that. 
And I felt that loss whenever we stopped going to church. And then the six years that I spent away from God, and in my mind, I had this feeling like as soon as I finished having fun, I would give my life to the Lord. I had this feeling like you weren't going to have fun if you gave your life to the Lord at a young age. But what I found, that is a lie from Satan. That's so true. Just to, to anyone out there, you never know what's already been planted in a person when you encounter them. And you can think that it's going to be very difficult for someone to come to the Lord. And they're just right on the verge. And all it takes is asking them to come over for dinner. Yeah, that is a good reminder. And it's like also a challenge too. And and also let the Holy Spirit work. Right. If he's prompting you to jump on that prompt, because as you're saying, right, you don't know what their story is, their background is, and how the Lord is working in their hearts, but be faithful and reach out. Yes. That is so cool. So I have had the privilege of watching firsthand a little bit of how the Lord communicates with you. Could you share with the listeners when was the first time that you really felt the Lord was communicating with you? What was that like? There's so many, I feel like, stories I could share. But for anyone, I, I want to share what I felt after I first gave my life to the Lord for those that maybe are new Christians and then maybe show some progression of how he speaks to me now. So when I gave my life to the Lord and I knew that I received the gift of the Holy Spirit and that the Spirit lived in me, but I really didn't understand the impact of that. I knew that I was going to go to heaven and get to be with Jesus, you know, but what I noticed right away is that just a few examples, when I was, you know, in college and stuff, some of the clothing that I would wear was, you know, just mini skirts or maybe even clothing that was see-through that I had no problem wearing before I became a Christian. But after I became a Christian, it was so interesting. I would put these clothes on and I would feel so uncomfortable in them that I'd have to take them off and put something else on. Another thing that we noticed is me and my husband, before we became Christians, enjoyed going out to bars and going dancing. And I remember specifically the first time we went to a bar after we became a Christian. And we were both so shocked at how we felt. I felt like I felt like I was in this dirty pit. And it felt all I can describe and what I feel like is this is one way the Lord speaks to you, and it can be by feeling is that I felt a dirtiness and I knew that you do not belong here. That's what the Lord was speaking to me. You do not belong here. And we never went back to a bar again to go dancing. I want to just dive a little deeper into that because I think that's a really good point. Can you explain like the feeling that you had? Was it like your heart? What did you feel like when you were in that bar? Was it a sensation? All I can describe is it felt like a darkness a dirtiness. It felt like it wasn't safe. Yeah. But the interesting thing, before I was a Christian, I had none of those feelings, you know, and I would go out dancing quite often and I had none of that. And so it, it blew me and my husband away that there was such a difference. Did he feel the same? Yes, he did. Yeah. That's really helpful. Yes. <laughs> that the Holy Spirit was speaking to you both the same message so that you, you were unified together. 
Right. Now, I remember a movie that we watched before we were a Christian. It had a lot of cussing in it. And we watched the same movie with some friends from church. And like, I could not believe that we didn't notice all that language after we became a Christian. So those are some things like immediately I felt the Lord was speaking to me because the spirit within me was different than it was before. And so as time went along and I I started, I graduated college after we were married, I graduated college and I decided to start staying home with my kids. And it was very hard to do because we had to live on one income and anyone knows nowadays, it's hard to live on one income and it was back then too, but we relied on the Lord for everything that we needed. And so the Lord's, I felt like when I say the Lord speaks to me is I communicate with him and I feel like he communicates with me. So for example, just praying for a need that we have, and then he answers that prayer to me was a means of communication. Absolutely. For one thing, when I told my husband at first, this was new to us. I said, I'm pray to God about everything that we need. He said, well, you can't just pray for all these material things and expect God to, to give you what you want. And I said, no, but I'm going to pray that Lord, I think I need this. We need this as a family, but you know, the truth, if it's not what we need, don't give it to us. That's good. And I'll, I'll give you one example. I mean, we lived in a house that was only 20, well, maybe 10 feet from the road. And I had three little boys and I was really afraid of them running out into the the road. I told my husband, I'm going to pray that the Lord provides fencing for us because we had no money to buy it. And so I'd been praying about that and, you know, weeks went by and he had a friend that came over and we were all standing out in front of the house. And I said something like, yeah, I've been, I really want to put a fence up. I've been praying about being able to put up a fence. And he said, well, I, I actually have fencing that you can have. Wow. And he said, my father-in-law just took down all of his chain link fencing. You would have almost all the supplies and fencing to do your whole yard. And so my husband went and got the fencing and we probably had to spend maybe a hundred dollars or less. And my husband had to put the work in to put the fence up, but the cost of the fencing, which would have been probably several thousand dollars, God provided. And he did that over and over again throughout the years that we raised our kids. And did that help build faith in the Lord for both you and your husband as you're seeing these miracles one after the other? Yes, yes, it did. And there were times I remember we were living in the country at this time and I was just very stressed because of finances. And I went outside and I was walking around our property and I was praying and I'm like, Lord, do I need to get a job? If you tell me to get a job, I will get one, but I don't want to go before what you have planned for me. And he said, no, you do not need to get a job. I will provide for you. And every time I asked him that, he would say, I will provide for you. And he would provide in some way. And he's just shown that over and over. So that to me is one way of communicating him. Yes. That's, I love that so much. And the power of prayer is so incredible. And I feel like there are Christians that might just like, oh yeah, I'll pray for you. But don't realize that praying really 
works and it's so impactful. Thank you for sharing that, that it's encouraging to hear your faithfulness and the prayers and how the Lord continued to show up in your life over so many years of answering the prayers. Yeah, I can tell you a few ways that I feel like as I've grown in the Lord, I feel like he continues to teach me how he's speaking to me. And so as he, first of all, if people say the Lord doesn't speak to me and they're a Christian, I would say the Lord is always speaking. You just have to learn to listen and to look around. And one thing that I do a lot is I ask a lot of questions to the Lord. And so I ask questions that I need a response from. And so that's one thing that I do. Other ways that the Lord speaks to me is through reading the word. I made a habit, especially in the last five years, I've been more consistent with this, but I get up every morning and I sit in a chair and I listen to at least one praise and worship song. I want to start the morning praising him and being thankful for what he's done. And then I always read scripture. When the kids were home, I would try to at least read one piece of, in you know, one, one verse. Now I will read, you know, a chapter. Sometimes I even read a book. And then once I do that, then I pray. And I just ask the Lord to take control of my day. I want to acknowledge him that I need him and that I don't want to do, I don't want to go forward with the day without him guiding my steps. That is such a great way to start the day, just surrendering to God. I love that you included praise and worship, which we know so many times, hundreds of times in the Bible, it talks about praising and worshiping him. And that helps set your heart, turns your mind and your attention on him. I love that. What a a great process. And then getting the scripture deep in you. I was going to ask you a question because I know how much the Lord speaks to you through worship. You've talked offline about like singing and, and listening to worship that you, that the Lord communicates with you. Is there some insight that you'd like to share with the listeners about how people can lean in more as they're in their own personal worship time? Yes, I believe that praise and worship is the one of the biggest things I can do for spiritual battle. And in my house or where wherever I'm at, if I can have praise and worship music on, I do it because what it does is it sets the stage for his presence to come and rest on you. And what has been very interesting is when I'm, I have praise and worship music on and I'll, I'll be singing along, you know, getting ready for work or whatever during the day is he will start downloading information. And it's always so, it's interesting to me because I'm singing, but he's putting information in me. And that's how I really know it's the Lord. And you know, the Lord is not going to tell you anything that goes against his word. Um, But I'll give you an example. So about two years ago, I traveled for my job and I was in a hotel in New Jersey and I was getting ready in front of the mirror. I had praise and worship music on and he started, it was the first time that he started what I have heard people say, downloading something to you. I'd never experienced that type of download. And what the Lord told me was, he said, I want you to record your relationship story of you and your husband and how I redeemed you. And he said, I I want you to record it in a podcast form. And so while I was listening, I'm thinking, I have never even listened to a podcast. And I'm thinking in my mind, wow, that's kind of strange. And so after that happened, before I went to work, I was like, Lord, I completely believe you just said this to me because this has never happened to me before. But is it okay to ask 
for confirmation. And so a lot of times I'll pull up YouTube on my phone and I'll listen to sermons or something during the week. So the first YouTube, the first thing that came up on YouTube when I opened it was Robert Morris and his sermon was labeled, it's okay to ask for confirmation. That's cool. And so I listened to that and the Lord did. He provided three different people that confirmed what he said. One of them was my husband. I said, Lord, I believe this is from you, but I'm not telling my husband. And if this is something that you're really wanting us to do, you tell my husband. That's good. And so probably two weeks later, we had a small group at our house and we were talking about just all the couples that were having marital problems and stuff. And my husband was just really torn. And he said, I wish there was a way that we could reach more people. And he's like, I said, well, what do you, do you have any ideas? And he said, well, maybe like a podcast. <laughs> and I was like, that is so funny. I'm like, because me and my husband are not podcast people. We had never listened to a podcast. And so, and then there was two additional people that confirmed it. That was one time the Lord spoke to us. We did, we were obedient. We did, we did record that. And it was the first time that our kids had even heard our story. And it's been two years. We haven't done a lot with it. But one thing the Lord told me that he was going to do is he said, you do not have to worry about the details that I will put things in motion at the right timing. You just have to say yes. That's good. And so even though it's been two years, recording our story was a very emotional process. Mm -hmm. And through that recording of our story, we thought that we had healed of all the brokenness that we had both gone through as a couple and even before we were married. And so through this process of recording it, it started bringing up all this hurt and it took us a while to work through it, to be honest. But I say God knew that you needed that that yes. extra healing that you didn't know that you needed. Yes. And I, I think it was a good testimony to our kids to understand why we have so much passion for Jesus mm -hmm. and why we are so just excited to learn more and to, to help others. And I'm definitely going to be putting a link to that podcast in the show notes because it was so well done. And I know that when people listen to the story of your relationship and how much healing that you have had, it's going to bless others. So I definitely want to make sure to get the word out here. Yes, I hope so. We, over the years, we always said, Lord, use what has happened to us to help others. And so he would bring couples. I mean, we'd have people come up to us and, and say, we need to talk to you. And they would just, it was exactly what we went through. And so over the years, we've met with people, but it's been a lot of times on a one-on-one -on -one basis or I helped lead a support group for like eight years. And so it was like several people, you know, maybe 15 or less. But I really feel like having it recorded, it allows us to point people to that. Me and my husband aren't professional podcasters. And part of the journey of recording it and putting it out to the public was difficult because you feel like you're bearing everything to the public, but we are willing to whatever is going to help people. I feel like over the years, being raw with people and telling them of the pain and being able to relate to what they're going through on both aspects on how I experienced it and how he experienced it um, has just, it is healing to relate 
and to speak to someone that knows what you're going through. Absolutely. I believe, because I've seen it myself. I mean, I'm not a professional podcaster, even though I have a podcast, <laughs> but God is using those of us like the I call myself an unexpected podcaster, right? So you never knew that you'd be like in this situation, but because of like our faithfulness, he'll open the doors for those that need to hear and um, bring those people to you. Yes, that is the beauty of Christ that he takes what the world tells you is worthless and he makes it beautiful. He takes all of your bad things and when you give them over to him and surrender all to him, he brings glory out of it. And he, because it shows his redemption and what he can do, right. then other people, it gives people hope that if he can do that for them, he can do that for me. Yes. Oh, that's so good. And that is a great segue because I would love to hear how you would mentor women on their faith journey with the Lord and, and sharing like maybe what you wish you would have known five, 10, 30 years ago. I would say that don't be so hard on yourself. Be kind to yourself. I would highly suggest getting in the daily habit of starting your day with at least a prayer. I started with very little in what I noticed about God's word. I love the verse that says it's in Hebrews and I wrote it down so I'd remember it, but it says the word of God is alive and active. It's sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to the dividing souls and spirit, joints and marrow, and it judges the thought and attitudes of the heart. Reading one verse, listening to one worship song, saying a short prayer at the beginning of your day does wonders just to how your day unfolds. But I would say that when I was a young Christian with kids, I felt as a Christian, I wanted to spend more time, you know, in the Bible. You just don't have the time sometimes when you have kids. And I was always apologizing to the Lord, but I felt like the Lord said, don't apologize. Just give me what you have. And so sometimes it's, you know, you're changing a diaper and you just say, thank you, Lord, for this day. Sometimes I would say, help me, Lord. I don't have anything in me today. And I need you to even be able to, to move and to, to function. So if I was going to mentor, I would, I would suggest trying to start a daily habit of at least starting your day with the Lord. Even if it's you're laying down and before you step out of bed and saying, good morning, Lord, I love you. And then yeah. the next thing is I would, I know as when I was a young mom and I was staying home with my kids, I felt like I was forgotten. I felt like the whole world was moving and I was being bypassed and I had wanted a career. And like I said, I got pregnant before I was married and I felt like the Lord really impressed on my heart to stay home with my kids. And not everybody has that. I know everybody takes different journeys, but for me, I felt like the Lord was putting that on my heart. And so whether or not you stay home with your kids, whether or not you're working and you're hard, you know, you're working hard and you're raising your family and you're working is just give God the thanks. Know that even when you don't feel important, that you are very important into the Lord and that what you are learning during your journey, he's going to use it all for him if you allow him to. When I was a stay-at-home mom, he even called me to homeschool and that was not what I was planning on doing. So over the years, I read through hundreds of lesson plans. I had to learn about learning styles. I had to change different, I had to use multiple different curriculums for different kids. And it was so stressful at times. But what I learned there, he's using in my adult life. So that's cool. 
the first full-time job I got from going from staying at home to working full-time was as a principal trainer, instructional designer for a medical electronic health record. And, and that's a whole story in itself, but I would just want to encourage everyone as you're going along your journey for women is know that everything you're going through and everything you're learning, God is going to use it for what he has planned down the road. So nothing is insignificant. You can be in your house and nobody see you. And what he is speaking to you, what you are learning, he's going to use in the future. That's right. That's so, so good. Nothing is wasted with nothing. God when you are by his side. That is amazing. As I was writing out some notes, getting ready, I felt like I was supposed to ask you this question. Okay. Has the Lord placed in your heart something special that you need to share today? Maybe it's for one listener or maybe it's for, for several listeners. Has he downloaded you something special just for today? I would say that as I was thinking about some of the questions you had given me, a couple of things had come up. One of the things is the verse in Revelation where it says, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in. So there may be someone that's listening that have not has not accepted Jesus Christ as their Savior. And he is such a gentle Savior. He says he stands at the door and knocks. So for me, before I became a Christian, he came knocking. And I knew when he came knocking. So I would say when you feel that, conviction from the Lord. He's right at your door. He's not going to force himself on you. And coming to the Lord has been the most exciting thing I've ever done. I thought before I became a Christian, my life was not going to be as fun. And I was so wrong that he has provided opportunities and things in our life that have just been very exciting. The other thing I feel like the Lord has placed on my heart is I feel like those of us that have been Christians, we can have a desire to grow close to the Lord to where we can almost be enslaved in our routines. And so what I noticed several months ago is that I'd been getting up routinely and spending at least an hour studying and praying to the Lord. And what I noticed is I would, the more I tried to do sometimes, the more stressed I started to feel. And at first I thought, well, this is spiritual warfare. You know, this is just, I'm feeling this because I'm trying to grow closer to the Lord and the enemy's coming against me. But one day I decided I would, that I was just going to sit there and pray. And I said, Lord, why is it every time that I try to get closer with you, I feel sometimes this huge amount of stress? And he said, because you need to learn to rest. And he said, I want you to learn to rest in me. And I was like, Lord, I don't even know how to rest in you. Because resting to me, in my mind, was like, stop doing what I was doing. And there was this insecurity in me that if I stopped doing what I was doing, I would fall away and there'd be like, I would drift away from the Lord. And sometimes I feel like the Lord gives me like these pictures and I would see myself in kind of like this, like space flailing around in this rest, which meant, you know, we have gravity that keeps us grounded on earth. And I felt like trying to rest in Christ. I was like without gravity and I was like flapping my arms around trying to get my feet back on the ground. And so I'm learning to rest in Christ. 
And so I feel like maybe for some people that are listening, you may be feeling the same thing that there may be a fear that if you stop doing a certain routine, that you're going to fall away from Christ. He wants us to rest and to rest in his goodness rest in his love. And from that, we can be more effective in our walk with God. Well, that is amazing. And it speaks so much to me. I actually have on my computer, Psalms 23, rest and receive. It's hard for me because I'm I'm just like what you were saying, like, oh, I I have to, you know, check the box. I have to do all these things. And that's only when God will be happy with me. But that's not, that's a lie of the enemy. It's like for me, like a daily surrender of what I think I need to do. And, and resting. And I, I love a picture that I get when I'm like, okay, I have to rest. I have to picture myself resting by a stream with Jesus. And that kind of like just helps me right set where I need to be at that moment. Well, in Psalms 23 is one of my favorite um, chapters of the Bible. You know, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I like that it says he makes me lie down in green pastures. Right. He leads me beside quiet waters. And one thing that the job that he's placed me in for the last 12 years has been very, very stressful and intense. And I felt like the Lord told me, you need to spend time with me or you, this job will kill you. It will literally kill you because of the stress. And when he told me that I started like making sure that I even made it more of a daily habit, like it was, it became a vital part of my life. Not just, oh, if I have time, it was like, no, this, I have to do this. And he has allowed me the job that I'm in. I know that a lot of people are in stressful jobs and we can do so much more when we surrender it to the Lord. And when we get up in the morning and we start our day with prayer and reading scripture, it is putting on our armor of God. It is putting a protection around us before we start our day. The enemy's after us. Once we receive Christ as our savior, we're a target. We're not a target and before we come to him. That has helped me immensely. Amen. That is a great encouragement. If I may, I'm going to shift gears because I love to ask all of my guests if they have a beautiful body tip. I would say that one thing that I've tried to do consistently in my mom actually was pretty adamant about this is using a good facial cleanser and lotion every day you know washing your face with a good product putting lotion on it so i would say that the other thing i feel like is um, that the lord has put that has told me is to rest and i know i just said that but it seems simple to get enough sleep but What I felt like the Lord told me, like, if you can get a consistent amount of sleep, my attitude is better. I play well with others better. And so I've been probably the last 12 years because I didn't get much sleep when I was staying home with the kids. But now that I don't have kids at home, I typically get between six to eight hours sleep consistently. And um, I've noticed that I tend to get snippy with people if I'm lacking sleep. And so I would say for me, it's resting and, you know, keeping my face clean, moderate <laughs> exercise. I'm not into exercise, but those, yeah, <laughs> those are all amazing tips. Before we close in prayer today, is there any other words of wisdom that you would like to share? I would like to maybe close with a verse with everything that's going on in today's world. Another one of my favorite verses is Philippians 4, 6 and 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, 
in prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. Thank you so much. That is perfect and needed and a good verse to have everywhere in the house. Because I, too, was reflecting on the the chaos, really, that is going around us. You don't have to look very far to see what's going on. Keep your eyes focused on Jesus, and he will give you rest and peace. That's right. That's right. That passes all understanding. That's good. Well, Bethany, you have talked so much about prayer today and all of the amazing prayer requests that the Lord has answered. I would love if you could pray for the listeners. Sure, absolutely. Father in heaven, we just thank you. We thank you for the opportunities that you give us every day. Lord, we pray, we we thank you that you bless us. Lord, I pray for all the people that are listening. I pray that you work in their lives in a powerful way. Lord, I pray for everyone listening that they will dream big dreams for you because you have plans for them and you have great plans, Lord. I pray, Lord, if people, those of them, those that may be listening, that have not asked you to be their Lord and Savior. I pray, Lord, that when you stand and you knock at their door, that they open the door and let you come in. Lord, I thank you for the redemption that you do in all of our lives. I thank you for the joy that you bring, even though there's chaos in the world, that you bring peace, calmness, and joy in our lives. So, Lord, I thank you for Krista. I pray, Lord, that you will bless the ministry that she's doing, Lord, that you will multiply it in Jesus' name. And Lord, I just thank you for everything that you've done for me and you've done for any of the followers that are listening, Lord. And I pray this in your son's name. Amen. 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 Oh, thank you. And I I feel that it's important to say this because for the listener, that if you have given your heart to God today after listening to this broadcast, all that Bethany has shared and her, her wonderful prayer, please reach out. I would love to yes. um, celebrate with you, uh, maybe connect yeah. you to someone that is in your area that it's so important to have a mentor to help you as um, you're on your yes, new journey with the Lord. So with that, Bethany, thank you so much. I have greatly enjoyed you being here today. And thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you for joining me today as we explore the powerful whispers of God. I hope you've been inspired, uplifted, and equipped with practical ways to experience His presence in your everyday life. A special thank you to those who have rated, shared, or commented on my podcast. Your input warms my heart. Remember, the journey doesn't end here. Stay connected with me on my website at kristajoyministries.com and be sure to sign up for my newsletter on my main webpage or connect with me on Facebook or Instagram at Powerful Whispers Podcast to continue the conversation and stay updated on upcoming episodes. Until next time, I'm Krista Joy signing off. May your journey be blessed with an abundance of God's whispers for you and make sure to grab hold of the gentle nudges from God.